Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Travis Schreier of the BamaOnline.com staff with another edition of Instant Analysis. This one following the media viewing periods at Wednesday's football practice, Tennessee Week 2019 here at the University of Alabama, just outside Coleman Coliseum, where Friday night, if you're coming into town for the third Saturday in October, well, the third Friday night in October, you're going to have the Tide tip-off event right there inside Coleman Coliseum. You're going to have the Alabama men's and women's basketball teams, Putting on a little show for you as it's here. I mean, it's basically here once again, another college basketball season. Um, you're going to have an exhibition game in there between the Alabama men and Georgia Tech a week from Sunday at noon. So if you're coming into town for the Arkansas weekend, you're going to have a full weekend of events available to you as well. Homecoming, obviously, uh, a week from uh, Saturday with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Coming to Tuscaloosa now, as for today's practice, uh, two, two media viewing periods out there today. Uh, it was a dime day in the defensive secondary, uh, a move of interest, a development potentially of interest anyway. We did see Markel Benton working with the first team dime at the MAC linebacker position. Of course, true freshman Shane Lee has pretty much handled every down duties through six games this season. During today's media viewing periods, however, it was Markel Benton that was working at that max spot. So we'll see how that translates. Now, Nick Saban has talked in recent days about a, a potential role, an expansion of a role for Markel Benton. Uh, perhaps that's going to involve uh, the dime package. We'll see. Uh, the dime other than the Mac linebacker position, pretty much what it's been. You know, your corners in that look are Patrick Sertan and also, uh, Trayvon Diggs, your safeties, Jordan Battle, uh, and also Jared Maiden. Uh, still seeing Xavier McKinney at that money position, that money defensive back spot, with Shaheem Carter at the star position. It's going to be a pretty interesting matchup, potentially. I think it's going to happen on Saturday night at Bryant Denny Stadium. I think Shaheem Carter on Jawan Jennings, the Tennessee wide receiver, who you're going to see in the slot, I believe, a good bit on Saturday night. So Shaheem Carter may have the matchup of the night for the Alabama defensive backfield in that game with the Vols. Tyler Bird also another slot type receiver who had a big play for the Vols against Mississippi State last Saturday. So keep your eyes on those interior wide receivers. You know, Marquez Callaway on the outside, big play guy for Tennessee. Uh, I guess for all this to matter though, the quarterback situation at Tennessee is going to have to try to uh, stabilize a little bit. Brian Maurer with the concussion protocol uh, after the hit that he took, the fall he took, I guess, as much as anything else against Mississippi State, Jared Guarantano. Um, he has experience in this rivalry. It hadn't been pretty for the junior. Uh, kind of thrown to the wolves the last two years against that Alabama pass rush. We'll see if Alabama, speaking of pass rush, can – Kind of continue on what we saw at Texas A&M with a five-sack performance in College Station. And speaking of which, the pass rush today on a dime day, you see uh, the defensive linemen working on their part in that role in that package. And 
It looked like Christian Barmore was in there with Raquan Davis, Terrell Lewis, uh, and also Anthony Jennings in that dime pass rush. So a lot of you have been calling for Christian Barmore. Perhaps we're going to see more and more of the redshirt freshmen, especially in passing situations. I think that's where it will probably show up first uh, is in obvious passing downs when Alabama's in the dime and got that rabbits package out there. Uh, you might see more and more of Christian Barmore in that look to go along with Raquan Davis, Jennings, and Lewis. Uh, the offensive line, uh, we did see a full five out there today with the first group, and as was the case in College Station, still seeing Landon Dickerson at center with Deontay Brown at right guard, Evan Neal at left guard, and your tackles, of course, Alex Leatherwood at left tackle and Jedrick Wills at right tackle. And, you know, the versatility you have with so many of these guys, they can play multiple positions. So, you know, if Chris Owens isn't your starter at center and it looks like he continues to rep this week after missing the A&M game, you know, he's a guy that you can plug in at guard if you need to. But certainly if he's not your starting center and you have an issue at guard or center, um, that gives you that versatility there with Landon Dickerson and some of those other guys to shuffle it in a way where you can still get, at the time at least, your very best five players on the field. But from a health standpoint, team-wide, a uh, team that looks to be in pretty good shape, Will Reichert out there with the kickers and punters on the far field today. Uh, we still don't see Will Reichert doing much while we're out there now to be completely transparent uh, with the situation. Yeah, that's a Hawaii jacket. Go Bose. Um, we don't see kickers and punters do a whole lot during the individual periods anyway. Now, you know, what we typically see is them over there kind of working on their drops and stuff like that, more the technical stuff that's very important in punting a football. We did see Skylar along with those guys, and we actually saw Skylar doing some place kicking. So uh, kind of tells you what goes into those early periods for the kickers, punters, and snappers. Uh, but again, Will Reichard, we'll hear from Nick Saban this evening. Perhaps he'll have an update on Will's availability for Tennessee on Saturday night at that point. Uh, after today's practice, you will hear from Nick Saban. Of course, he'll have his coaches show tomorrow night on the radio. Uh, a little bird, by the way, tells me a BOL staffer will be the media guest this week on the Nick Saban show. I'm not gonna say anything more than that. I don't wanna ruin it for the, it's not me. Uh, not me. But um, I'm, not, I'm not really cut out for that role, but uh, uh, I'm happy for our, our uh, staffer. It's good stuff. Uh, anyway, that's just about it in terms of updating the uh, situation for this team from an injury standpoint and in terms of what we saw out there in the media viewing periods. Uh, nothing earth-shattering, although, again, Markel Benton working with that first group in the dime at MAC. That could be potentially very interesting uh, as we get into the Tennessee game Saturday night and uh, kind of how that offensive line and that pass rush continues to work. What else you got for me? <laughs> so do I actually believe Alabama will need to punt on Saturday? You know, we kind of said the same thing. Remember last year going into this game, we kind of said the same thing about the, the game in Knoxville and Mike Bernier made his uh, UA debut, right? This is the game a year ago where Alabama made a change at punter. Will it happen for a second straight year? And if it does, will it be Bernier? Will it be a guy like Ty Pirine, another walk-on? So um, I think Alabama may have to punt a time or two on Saturday night. 
Yeah, David, I think that was the case. I think what you heard the most about Butch Jones and job offers last year was when Loxley went to Maryland and there was a, a strong belief at the time that, uh, that Butch Jones was gonna be a part of Loxley's staff up there in uh, College Park. Didn't play out that way. Look, you know, if we're being real, we're being honest about the situation, uh, Butch has got like 8 million reasons why he can be patient. You know, he's still getting a buyout from Tennessee. I think he's getting around 200K a month right now, not to coach Tennessee. Um, Nick gets the best deals on analysts, doesn't he? I mean, these guys, uh, these buyouts are amazing. And uh, you look around the SEC right now, a guy like Will Muschamp, you know, people talk about a job-saving win for Will Muschamp against Georgia last weekend. Well, Will Muschamp's buyout's $22 million right now. I think Will's back, regardless of what happened last Saturday. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. Devontae Smith is, uh, it looks like it's going to be a half, Robbie, on Saturday. Second straight year in which both these teams are going to have guys out to start the game. Remember last year it was Raquan Davis uh, after his uh, flare-up against Missouri on homecoming night here in Tuscaloosa. And... Uh, Damian Harris didn't start the game last year for Alabama in Knoxville. Last year, Daniel Batuli, the Tennessee middle linebacker, had to sit out the first half because he was flagged for targeting the previous week in the Vols win over Auburn down on the Plains. And now this year, you're going to have Henry Toa Toa, the weak side true freshman linebacker for the Vols. He's out for a half. He got hit with a targeting call last week in the second half against Mississippi State. And then Devontae Smith, uh, it looks like he's going to be out for a half. Didn't like he was doing all that much during yesterday's practice, but as Charlie Potter noted to me during the individual periods today, it looked like he was uh, picking things up a little bit more. I haven't heard, David. I don't know what uh, – was it Leon O'Neal? Leon Neal of Texas A&M that was involved in that deal with um, Devontae? I haven't heard if or what he got from uh, Jimbo Fisher as the instigator. What's good, my man? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. No, Mike, um, the next two weeks, uh, you're right, Tennessee has never beaten uh, Nick Saban. When you talk about Nick Saban just at, at Alabama, which I think that's what Alabama fans talk about more than anything, um, between these next two opponents with uh, Tennessee and Arkansas, you're talking about a combined 0-24 against the Crimson Tide with Nick Saban at the helm. Yeah, Radley, you know, I don't think you're going to see Alabama go hold my beer and watch this on offense the next two weeks. It really shouldn't have to. I mean, they're a 35-and-a-half point favorite uh, this Saturday night over Tennessee. you got to think they're going to be a similar favorite, if not more, against Arkansas here uh, in two Saturdays. Uh, so I don't think either of these games where you start faking a lot of punts or, you know, doing things kind of out of the norm 
And really the luxury you have for the Alabama offense is you don't have to. I mean, you can get out there in a three-wide receiver set, and, uh, and there's still not enough ways to cover these guys. And you got a quarterback that can deliver like that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's largely about talent. Um, it's well-coordinated. You know, Sarkeesian's doing a nice job, I think. And you're seeing uh, – I think the big thing with the next two weeks is try to – if this is the offensive line you're going to go with, you know, if you're going to go with Dickerson at center and, you know, you need to rep that up. You got two games here at home before the bye week, before LSU on November the 9th. As good as that group looked at A&M, and you, if you stick with it, you know, that's more time to really get that group good. Um, and as an extension of that, continued improvement in the run game. Najee Harris has been really good these last three or four games. Uh, there seems to be kind of a negative undertone with Najee among some Alabama fans. I don't really get it, um, but he's had nearly 300 rushing yards over the last three games. Had 100-yard games, uh, two out of the last three. Brian Robinson right there with him. That's a that's a emerging duo, I'd say. Alan, uh, as far as the Bama LSU game being at night, there would have to be concessions made by CBS um, to to do that. In other words, a deal that CBS would probably have to broker with ESPN, which has the rights, as we know, to primetime uh, for for most of the games. I mean, Georgia. There's a reason why CBS designated Georgia Notre Dame as a night game. That's one of the the op- really the only opportunity it has by contract to do that. And so it did. Um, now in 2011, CBS ended up doing a deal and had to give up a pretty good bit from what I understand to ESPN to get that year's LSU Alabama game here in Tuscaloosa moved tonight. Because you remember earlier in that season, Alabama, Florida in Gainesville was the primetime selection for CBS. Well, they worked it out. They conceded a lot to ESPN, I think for the next season, maybe even two to get that LSU game as an additional primetime game that season, and it did huge numbers. There's no doubt if things play out the way people expect, although Auburn LSU on October the 26th could be interesting in Baton Rouge. Um, It would do monstrous numbers in primetime this time around as well. But um, if you're CBS, the bottom line is you've got the game. So whether it's at primetime or 2.30, you're you're gonna do you're gonna do just fine in the rate ranking ratings. You know, Marco, uh, at the rate that he's going right now, and it, you know, considering that he's actually kind of on the uptick, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all for Najee Harris to go for a thousand yards this year, especially when you talk about a schedule that, when it's all said and done, could be 15 games. I mean, it's six games right now. Uh, he's over 400 yards, so he's on a he's on a pace for about he's on about a 70 yard per game pace. You play 14, 15 games, that's right at a thousand. That's pretty much what Damian Harris did a couple of years ago. He hit it right on the number. <laughs> CV's ready for the third Saturday in October. Don't tell him it's not a rivalry anymore. He's looking for Tua to throw eight or 11 touchdowns. What was it last week? Was it nine? I think it was nine touchdowns that CV was looking for from Tua against Texas A&M. Now he'll just take anywhere between eight and eleven. Easy guy to easy guy to uh, to satisfy. Josh McMillan, um, yeah, I'm thinking that's a no on getting him back this year. You know, ACLs. You think about 
Well, think about last year, right? Terrell Lewis and Christopher Allen with the knees they had in 2018. We didn't see either of those guys, and they had those knee injuries about the same time that Josh had his in fall camp. So I, I don't have any definitive uh, information on on you know his recovery time frame, but um, I don't envision Josh McMillan making it back this season. Anything else, gang, before we wrap up here on a Wednesday? Anything? Anything? Bueller? Bueller? Never gets old, does it? <laughs> David says that Tua will throw for more touchdowns Saturday than St. Louis uh, scored runs in that four-game sweep at the hands of the Washington Nationals. Not bad. Not bad. Boy, that Nationals pitching, though, it's real. It's a real deal. With the way the, the Braves were swinging the bats there at the end, it, it may have been a, a favor done by the Cardinals not to uh, – not to uh, have the Braves move on to the NLCS. We were supposed to have ALCS baseball today, but that's been rained out up in Gotham. You've probably already heard that. You know, we talked about that a little bit earlier um, as far as the potential of Deontay Brown staying in his starting spot at right guard if Chris, if Chris Owens is healthy. You know, what we saw out there today anyway, and it's Wednesday of game week, was the same group that we saw at Texas A&M. And, you know, if Chris Owens is good to go this week, great. You know, you can get him in the game. You can play him. Um, but if he's not, you don't have to rush him at this point. Yeah, Antonio Alfano no longer on the official roster for the Alabama Crimson Tide. So I guess that means uh, there's been an official disassociation between the two parties. Yeah, Perry, I'm excited about basketball season, man. Um you know, it's, it's going to be, I think, entertaining, if nothing else. And I think they got a chance to be very competitive. Pick sixth in the preseason in the SEC. You know, if you're sixth in the SEC, that probably means you got a good shot and an at-large bid. And, uh, you know, it's, it's actually SEC media days for hoops. Uh, Nate Oates talked to the media here. You've seen the coverage at Bama Online, I'm sure. And uh, Kyra Lewis, Herbert Jones, John Petty. Um, a couple of the newcomers, Javon Quinterly, waiting on his situation with the NCAA in regards to his transfer waiver. That would be huge. Get Quinterly in there with Kyra Lewis to do what Nate Oates wants to do, um, you know, in pushing the basketball and playing 94 feet. I think that's very big. Something else I meant to note today from practice, by the way. Um, first time I've seen this. I think it was for everybody out there. Maybe, maybe not. Um, saw some of these protective shells on the helmets. You know, walked out there and was watching the offensive line. It was kind of a, a different look for like three or four of the guys with their helmets. The the helmets were more, the coverings were more of a metallic red than crimson, but they still had the numbers on the side, just like on the regular helmets. Well, they're trying these, I guess, for head injuries, concussion purposes. Um, being proactive probably in that regard, especially with guys who have a history uh, of those injuries. Uh, it looked like they were trying out a protective shell today on some of those offensive linemen. Deontay Brown, Landon Dickerson, I think Matt Womack had one. Yeah, there were three or four offensive linemen. Pierce Quick, Tanner Bowles. Uh, it looked like Major Tennyson maybe had one with the tight ends. And I saw a question just then about Miller Forrestall. Um, he, he was out there today 
taking part in drills. I know he, he had a bit of an issue at Texas A&M. I think he came back into the game. But um, he was out there today going. So I would think he's okay for this week. But yeah, those protective shells, that was something different. Saw one over kind of on the side and it had the number 10 on it. I'm guessing that was for Ali Caho and not Mac Jones. That's just a guess. But uh, that was a little something different at practice today too. A little nugget, you know, as we wrap things up on a Wednesday. By the way, it is fallish today. I'm not going to say it's straight fall because it's probably 70 degrees, but compared to what we've had here, man, it looks like the weekend too. <laughs> Saying maybe a little rain on Saturday, but it, if it's cool and it's not severe weather, it may be something we can all deal with. What do you think? Yeah. So there you go. That's instant analysis for a Wednesday. You're going to be able to find this on the Built by Bama online podcast stream, wherever you do your podcast aggregation or wherever you subscribe to your podcast. And if you haven't subscribed to the Built by Bama online podcast, we certainly hope you'll do that. And as always, we appreciate you here. We appreciate you at BamaOnline.com. We've got continuing coverage throughout the week. Alabama with a big commitment today on the football front. You've probably seen that on the website. If not, go check it out. Big defensive lineman from over in the state of Georgia, previously committed to the University of Georgia. Yeah, all those details available for you right now at BamaOnline.com. We'll do this again on Monday of Arkansas week. If you're making the trip to Tuscaloosa, have a safe weekend. Have a safe weekend regardless. And again, thank you for joining us here on Instant Analysis and also at BamaOnline.com. Have a great night.